Welcome to session 14 of Recruitment Matters Radio. Warren Kemp here again, delighted to have you on board. This time, the topic for thought today is communication skills, building rapport and talking the same language as your client or candidate to gain buy-in. And this time on our alphabetical banding of groups and artists, we're on to the letter M. I couldn't believe just how many of those I have in my personal collection, so there might be one or two bonus tracks if you hang on to the end of the show. And here's one of my favourite live artists, Mr Miles Kane. Welcome back. Miles doubles up on occasion with Alex Turner of the Arctic Monkeys to play as the Last Shadow Puppets, a band I played last time. Talking as double acts, as always, I'm here with my good buddy Andy Thompson from Gig House Studios at the recording desk. So let's talk communication. As I've mentioned before, framing your statements and questions is important. You can ask someone almost anything if it's framed right. And yet if that isn't working for you as well with some people as others, then it must be the words you're using. Dude. Bro. Mate. Friend. Pal. Amigo. And chum may all describe the same person. Yet not every one of those will sit comfortably with that person. A client might talk about an internal recruitment team and you talk about their in-house resource. They might talk about human resources and you say HR. 
and there are other styles and types of non-jargon or specific words that can have people talking a different language. I see what you mean, versus I hear what you're saying, or I feel comfortable with that. One reason why certain words resonate with an individual and why certain other words don't is down to that person's learning style and therefore the way they like to communicate with others in order to learn about something. If you can learn how to do it well, you can almost guess what someone will say. was another duo called MC Rutt, with a song called I Guess You Could Say. 
and I guess you could say most people favour one of three learning and therefore communication styles. Visual, auditory or kinesthetic. There are actually seven, but the others as a generalisation fall within those three. No one is solely one of those to the exclusion of the other two. However, most people have one of the three as their strong suit within that pack. Another they can relate to, but not as their preferred method, and one that just doesn't work for them very well at all. Visual people like diagrams, pictures, bullet points, and not too much detail. Auditory people want to hear, to read and discuss things in depth. Kinesthetic or tactile, those people like to try things out for themselves and if that's not possible, pick up on body language. Those styles of learning are important when you're explaining something to someone. If you're very auditory and the other one is tactile, it's possible that you both get a sense of not quite gelling or worse. So you as the recruiter will need to be the one to adapt. After all, you want the person to buy into your thoughts. Then the tactile person will perhaps feel they want to follow your lead.
That was The Maccabees and Feel to Follow. Kinesthetic people are the tactile, touchy-feely ones. They want to get a good feel for the person or the situation before committing. That doesn't have to take a huge length of time, as they often go with their gut feeling. If they trust someone, they will say yes and use associated language. I'm comfortable with that. I've got a good feeling about working together. That's a good fit. I want to get to grips with that a bit more. I'll take you on trust. Tactile people need to feel comfortable and can spend more time understanding someone's ethos more than the detail of the service or product. Visual people. They'll get bored with too much information, whether that's written or verbal. They'll use visual wording. I see what you mean. That looks good to me. That caught my eye. Just give me the headlines. That paints a picture. Visual people like diagrams, pie charts, clear and instant facts and figures, and they'll skim read any documentation. Auditory people, they'll want to read up on something, discuss it with you in depth, get a second opinion, and use associated language. I hear what you're saying. That sounds good to me. I'm all ears. It's on the tip of my tongue. Now you're talking my language. Tell me more. Auditory people want evidence and can sound pedantic as they will drill deep and they'll do their homework prior to any decision. If you start to get this right, you can turn around situations, build rapport with someone and with the right body language, win them over. In the job that we do as recruiters, winning people over is crucial. It's very seldom that you get them at hello.
that song was from the Mystery Jets, a band where the lead singer used to have his dad play in the band. How bonkers yet cool is that? I hope my son Scott forms a band soon. So, let's explore learning and communication styles a little bit more. Giving a strongly visual person a bear hug and then taking up too much airtime is likely to result in a no. Giving an auditory person a pie chart containing a spelling error and with no backup information and asking them to take a leap of faith and trust you on this will result in a no. Giving a kinesthetic person a sterile environment with none of your personality coming out, sticking to facts and figures and holding back a document they're dying to get their hands on will result in a no. Imagine the conversations that happen all too easily. The client says, can you send me through the candidate's CV? I want to cast my eye over it first. And you respond with, let me tell you a little bit more about them. He says, I want to see how he comes across on paper before I commit. And you respond with, I'm sure when you hear what his references say about him, that'll put your mind at ease. Another couple of rounds of verbal tennis like that, and it's not going to end very well, is it? And on that note, I have a project for you for later. I want you to start putting a bit of this into practice in a safe environment first. If you work in an office, I'd like you to go and sit down and speak with a colleague. Ideally one that you might not have had too much to do with in the past, or maybe don't even get on as well as you'd like to with. Get them doing most of the talking, and I want you to pick up on their style of words, and in response mirror that style in your own conversation with them. If you work at home or on your own, phone someone for a conversation. Call a candidate in response to their CV coming in. And again, mirror and match and see how much better the conversation flows. Are you up for it? Come on. Practice makes perfect and getting out of your comfort zone occasionally will help you grow as a person. One of the easiest ways to put it into practice is when you're actually out with a colleague, maybe on a client visit or interviewing a candidate. Let your colleague take the lead and then you can observe and then later when you get involved, you can be ready to adapt and we'll be talking the same language. Incidentally, that's why typically going in pairs works better. Two chances that one of you is singing off the client or candidate's hymn sheet. While we listen to our next piece of music, take three or four people you hang out with or work beside or maybe members of your family and think about them and work out if each one of them is either visual, auditory or tactile. V, A or T. Then think which of those people you get on better with and those you don't quite click with, and consider why that might be. These are rules of thumb, and like every rule of thumb, there are exceptions. Overall, and far, far more often than not, though, people like people who are like themselves. In time, with practice, you'll be able to read people very easily and relate to them so much quicker. Doing it will become addictive, I bet you get the bug for working out someone's VAT style pretty quickly, actually. I'm in the garden of fools and patrolling the 
Welcome back. That was Magnetic Man with a track from their 2010 debut album called The Bug. In the same way that if you spend enough time listening to a style of music, you can learn to appreciate it more, even if you don't enjoy it as much as some other style or genres. And in that way, so too, can you learn to appreciate and accept that someone is just programmed differently from you, but with a bit of effort and flexibility, you can improve your relationship. Okay, as a little bit of fun for you, let's find out if I can tell you what learning style your colleagues in your office are. Your visual colleague. They like their own space or defined working area. He or she likes to think they're a snappy dresser. They pay attention to what other people are wearing and they comment on it. Their desk has post-it notes to remind them of things to do or say and they then stick them to the computer screen. They might have a to-do list on their desk with highlighter pen used to signify certain actions or results. Their email entry is small or empty, but you know what? There's a folder somewhere where they just move things to allegedly do later, and when their desk gets messy, they get stressed. He or she loves it when they're top of the leaderboard on the wall, absolutely hates it when someone else is, and last year's Consultant of the Month award still sits on the desk. Your auditory colleague. Their desk looks a mess, a real mess, full of paper and journals. They hate throwing that stuff away, so if they're asked to tidy up, they'll need telling four times, and then they'll box it up and label it and store it somewhere else anyway. Their email entry is full. Do they never delete anything, you ask? When you send them an email, they take a long time to digest it and then get back to you. Comments can be around your spelling or your grammar rather than your content. They're on the phone much longer than some others as they want the full story. And they'll either be the one who smashes their phone time KPI or the one who hardly ever picks up the phone and unlikely to be in between those extremes. They'll have a screen up with information about a person or situation while talking it through. But if you need to know anything, they can help you, as they'll have stored it online or have it in print somewhere, just in case. Your tactile buddy. They wear what they're comfy in and not what looks good. If there is a dress code, he or she, and possibly more often a she, will try and get out of it, literally, by taking their shoes off under their desk. They've a favourite cardigan or item of clothing on the back of their chair. Always. If no one else is sitting close to them because that person's out, or they sit too far away from people, they'll shuffle their chair over to you to talk to you, to be close to someone. Anyone. Family and friends and animals are important. You know this as they have two chunky photograph frames with their pictures in them on their desk. They've got their own mug, they get upset if anyone else uses it, and they've got some cute little item on their desk that their kid or their nephew or their friend gave them. If it's a woman, she sends two or three kisses at the bottom of every email, unless she's unhappy with you. It's down to one if they're a bit upset but not sure of the situation, and none if trouble is brewing. Of course, while that was just a little bit of fun, there was a lot of truth behind it to help you, perhaps when visiting a client's office. Reading an email from them to pick up on their language will make a difference too. You'll be in a better position to relate to a lot more people with visual, auditory, tactile, VAT in mind. When the 
deadness in your eye Flash your flesh, desperate for a need to rise With a silver crystal on How well you used to know how to shine In a place left safe from harm Welcome back. That was Wilder Mind from the Mumfords 2015 album of the same name. If you've listened to the Mumfords before, then you'll know it's a big departure from their acoustic banjo folk roots. They had the Maccabees on tour with them a lot during 2014 and 15, and I think they've definitely been influenced by them. I actually tweeted when the album came out, Mumfs Morph Into Max. In the same way, while you may never be fully visually auditory or tactile, it's good to try and adapt and be more rounded or blended. And in that way, you can't help but then be able to benefit from different situations better. Clearly, sharing common values is important. But learning how to communicate with a person may let you realise that you share the same values underneath two different exteriors. And who knows, if you meet each other halfway then you might not be so different as you first thought. If today's Recruitment Matters radio show has fired up your thoughts for exploring communication and learning styles, then I'm delighted. You may, of course, looked into our studied NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, 
or dabbled a bit in psychology. There are lots of good avenues to do so. I was lucky enough to become an NLP practitioner under the guidance of Dr Richard Bandler, one of the two co-pioneers of the subject. Check him out if you haven't done so before. If you're serious about a career in recruitment, you need to be serious about how to better your communication style, how to get the best out of one-to-one situations, and about building your personal brand, and how to get the best out of unfamiliar situations or places. I'm going to leave the tips and thoughts part of this session with a track called Unfamiliar Places from Maximo Park. If you leave the show here, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time. If you choose to hang on, there is a couple of special offers coming up including one from our sponsors, eBoss Recruitment Solutions, and a couple of bonus tracks too. This podcast and website is brought to you by our sponsors ebossrecruitment.com. Those guys do cloud-based software and CRM systems for recruiters, just like you. If you want to try them out, Recruitment Matters Radio 
we are going to sponsor three listeners to have three months of a user license free of charge. If you want to try them out, be quick and quote RMR Warren when you inquire. Here's a song for you from Macy Gray with every recruiter's complaint. Why didn't you call me? And when you come back, eBoss have a reciprocal offer for you for our training courses and a reason to call us. for hanging on. EBOS have kindly offered to sponsor in a reciprocal agreement the first three people who contact us at Recruitment Matters to book a ticket on an open course. So if you're thinking of training, call us, quoting EBOS David. And if the three free places are gone, I'll still give you 25% off if you can name this band. I'll leave you with their song, Take a Bow. Recruitment Matters Radio is an eclectic tangent production. Catch you next time. <laughs>